Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 20th of August. India recorded more than 36,500 new COVID-19 cases and 559 deaths in the past 24 hours, taking its total caseload to 3.23 crore and the death toll to 4.33 lakh. The government reported that India's recovery rate stands at 97.54%, the highest since March 2020. According to the Times of India, the government is unlikely to begin immunization of children against COVID-19 until March 2022, despite the fact that 3-4 vaccinations are expected to be approved for those under 18 by December. By the end of August, Zydus Cadillac's COVID-19 vaccine, Zykov-D, is projected to receive an emergency use authorization for the 12-18 to 18 cohort, while Bharat Biotech's Covaxin is also expected to receive approval by September. In a pivotal trial, AstraZeneca's COVID-19 antibody cocktail was found to be 77% effective in avoiding symptomatic COVID-19 in high-risk persons, potentially expanding the therapeutic options for vulnerable people. According to AstraZeneca's findings, no one in the experiment who received the combination contracted severe COVID-19 or died as a result of the condition, according to the company's statement today. Hindustan Times reported that Johnson & Johnson has applied to India's drug authority to conduct trials of its COVID-19 vaccine among children aged 12 to 17, according to a statement from the pharmaceutical company. On August 7th, India had approved Johnson & Johnson's single-dose vaccine for emergency use in adults. After Covishield, Covaxin, Sputnik V and the Moderna jab, it was the fifth vaccine to be approved in India. President Ramnath Kobind gave his approval to the Constitution, 105th Amendment Act 2021, ANI reported today. The Act restores state governments' ability to create their own lists of other backward classes. According to PRS Legislative Research, the Lok Sabha passed the bill on August 10th and the Rajya Sabha on August 11th. It was originally known as the Constitution 127th Amendment Bill, but it was later renamed. The President will be entitled to notify the list of socially and educationally backward classes only for the purposes of the Centre, according to the new Act. The Centre will compile and maintain this list, while the states and the Union territories will compile their own data on the socially and educationally disadvantaged. Mayawati, the leader of the Bahujan Samaj Party, said on August 6th that her party would back the government in Parliament and elsewhere if it took positive steps toward conducting a census of other backward classes. In a virtual address today, Prime Minister Narendra Modi emphasised that while destructive and terror forces may be dominant for some time, their existence is not permanent. He referenced the medieval Somnath temple as an example of a structure that has stood the test of time despite being destroyed multiple times over centuries. The Prime Minister was laying the foundation stone for numerous forthcoming projects in Somnath in Gujarat, including the Somnath Promenade, the Somnath Exhibition Centre, Parvati Temple and the old Juna Somnath Restored Temple Precinct. His comments came just days after the Taliban took control of Afghanistan in a matter of days, forcing thousands of Afghans to flee the country. Prime Minister Modi emphasised the importance of religious tourism in the country in his virtual address. He stated, and I quote, This will also provide employment to youth. They will also get knowledge about our past. Faith can't be crushed from terror. We should learn from the past. Unquote. At least 12 labourers were killed in Maharashtra's Buldana district today when a vehicle carrying them overturned, police said. Buldana Superintendent of Police Arvind Chavaria said that the truck they were travelling turned turtle near Dusrabid village in Sindhked Raja Tehsil today morning. He added that the labourers were being taken for work on the Samruddhi Mahamarg highway project and that the truck was also carrying iron bars. According to Chavaria, the temporary road built for ferrying materials to the site has become slushy and slippery 
As a result, the truck lost balance and fell into the adjoining 15 feet deep sinkhole, trapping the laborers under it. While some died on the spot, others died in a hospital in Jalna. All the laborers were from Madhya Pradesh. The superintendent further said that the police were yet to ascertain the number of people who were traveling in the truck. Two personnel of the Indo-Tibetan Border Police or ITBP, including an assistant commandant, were killed in Chhattisgarh's Narayanpur today when a small action team of Maoists fired upon them. The Indian Express reported. The incident took place at around 12:10 p.m. near Kademeta camp of the 45th Battalion of the ITBP under Chote Dongar Police Station limits. As per the preliminary information from the police, the Maoists opened fire upon a squad of the ITBP's 45th Battalion, which was out on an area domination operation. The squad was approximately 600 meters away from the camp when the incident took place. Assistant Commandant Sudhakar Shinde and Assistant Sub-Inspector Gurmukh Singh both from the ITB's 45th battalion were martyred in the firing the ID said after the attack the maoists also looted and escaped with one AK47 rifle two bulletproof jackets and one wireless set of the security personnel the ID added that the reinforcement has been rushed to the spot and the bodies of martyred personnel were being evacuated according to reuters more than 18000 people have been evacuated from kabul airport since the taliban took control of afghanistan's capital on august 15th according to white house official The US evacuated around 3000 individuals from Kabul airport on Thursday and has airlifted around 9000 people in total so far. According to a confidential document accessed by the AFP news agency from the UN's threat assessment consultants, the Taliban has been performing targeted door-to-door visits of those who collaborated with the US and NATO soldiers. Taliban fighters were also allegedly checking travelers on their route to Kabul airport, according to the Norwegian Center for Global Analysis Study. In a new report, Amnesty International claimed that the Taliban members slaughtered nine ethnic Hazara males after seizing control of Afghanistan's Ghazni region last month. In another news update from Afghanistan, German public broadcaster Deutsche Welle reported on August 19th that the Taliban shot dead a family member of one of its journalists. Another family member was seriously injured. DW said the incident took place while Taliban fighters were hunting and searching homes for the journalist in Afghanistan. The journalist in question is now safe in Germany. DW's Director General Peter Limbo called on German government to take action. He said and I quote, "The killing of the close relative of one of our editors by the Taliban yesterday is inconceivably tragic and testifies to the acute danger in which all our employees and their families in Afghanistan find themselves. It is evident that the Taliban are already carrying out organized searches for journalists both in Kabul and in the provinces. We are running out of time." Unquote. DW also alleged that the Taliban had raided the homes of at least 3 of its journalists. The heads of DW's broadcasting and administrative councils urged the German government to evacuate its journalists from Afghanistan. Furthermore, DW stated that two men whom they presumed to be members of the Taliban had shot and killed a translator, Amdadullah Hamdard, on August 2nd in the eastern Afghan city of Jalalabad. On July 8th, over a month before Kabul fell, 37-year-old Zabiullah Zabi who worked at the Indian consulate in Masar-e-Sharif, brought his wife, his four boys and two girls to Delhi. He settled them and returned to his job, hoping it would be temporary. But on August 13th, as the Taliban encircled Masar-e-Sharif, he left his home for good. The family now lives in a small apartment in Lajpat Nagar, where they spoke with News Laundry's Nidhi Suresh. Do read their story in their own words on newslaundry.com. Nidhi also spoke to Farzana Kochai, who was one of the few female members of the newly defunct Afghan parliament. First elected in 2019, Farzana is known to have fought for the inclusion of women in public life and against discrimination of minorities in the country. Today, despite the danger she potentially faces from the Taliban, she has decided to speak her mind. 
She told Nidhi what she felt watching American President Joe Biden defend the US's withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan and what the future might hold. Do watch the interview under the category NL Interviews on our website. Remember listener, we're able to bring you these stories thanks to the support of our subscribers. We are not funded by corporates and the government. So head on to our website and click the red button on the top right corner and be a subscriber. And also we have our Independence Day campaign where you will get free NL goodies depending on the subscription level. We have extended the campaign till Monday 23rd of August. Go to newslaundry.com and go to the Independence Day offer in the menu bar. Hurry, another 4 days to go. 4000 Gaza students have been displaced after the Israeli attacks that began in May this year, according to Al Jazeera. The United Nations Relief and Works Agency is responsible for the basic education of over 290,000 Palestinian children in Gaza, with 278 schools and almost 10,000 teaching staff. After being hit by Israeli airstrikes, two UN schools had to relocate thousands of students to other facilities. Al Jazeera reported that at least 51 educational facilities were damaged in Israel's latest strike on Gaza, including a UN RWA training center, 46 schools, two kindergartens, and parts of the Islamic University of Gaza. According to the research released by the Euro-Mediterranean Human Rights Monitor in July, 91% of Gaza youngsters suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD as a result of Israel's 11-day operation in May. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.